Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. This is our Southridge member podcast designed to give all of us uh, some of the inside scoops on life in our church. And uh, today we've got a seasoned podcast veteran <laughs> in uh, one of our great staff, uh, Samantha Kenny. So Sammy, say hi to everybody. Hello everybody. Uh, because we've had some conversation with you previously uh, about your world in the shelter and about homelessness and things like that. Uh, tell us just something that we don't already know about you. Okay. <laughs> so I have a number of things I could share about me. I was trying to think which would be the best. And um, the, the one that came to my mind, and I don't know if it's even relevant to anything, but um, when I was young, I always wanted to be a nun. Like, so for my entire, like, from being, like, five until I was 13, I was like, I want to be a nun, and I just never imagined working in the church or a faith piece other than being a nun. So I used to practice every night. I would put my T-shirt over my head like a veil and pretend I was a nun, and here I am working at a church. So it's Were kinda... you ever, like, a nun for Halloween or...? No, no, and and I I have to clarify. Once I got to thirteen and discovered boys, I very quickly like shoved, shoved, <laughs> right. You knew that was not yeah. your calling. I did, yes. Sure. Um, <laughs> and so basically, now you're a nun these days around here, a religious figure. <laughs> you know. Yeah, just without the veil. Yeah, blessing yeah. people, praying for them. <laughs> um, tell us something that you do for fun as well. Let us get into your life a little bit. Well, so I I work here, and I love like I love 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 working here. That's like that's a big piece of my That's fun. fun enough it's well and my family so i have my parents live in my basement and i've got four kids and my husband's quirky and so we just have fun like our house is very busy so that's fun and my work is very busy and that's fun i just i don't have any like amazing hobbies it's not like i'm a snowboarder yeah. but i just love people and so my work L helps. lately though you've been vacationing and vacationing in a certain spot talk yes. about that a little bit because that's something i've i feel like you've been doing for fun yeah, so um, we just, as a family, we love South Carolina. So we um, recently purchased a little holiday home down there and we're very blessed. And actually, the second this podcast is finished, John and I are heading down there for a few days. So, Yeah, I've never been there to inspect that facility, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, I'm hopefully on the short list of... Uh, getting to visit that place because we'll, we'll see I, I'd like to I'd like to like South Carolina too a <laughs> um, couple quick comments we're not going to focus on this but uh, you know how, how's it going in your role these days what are you what are you what are you learning about as far as our church or yeah. God or faith or well, you would you would be the best person to say how's it going in my role because you're my direct supervisor. <laughs> so um, it's I, going okay. I think it's, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's going um, great. The things I've been learning about our church is like so. My world is primarily in the shelter, and um, it's it's a very exciting time in the shelter. So we are um, for ten years. Um, I've done a, a rally cry, which I'll talk about later, actually, because it's it's. Um, is part of a, a spin-off from the GLS. So we've been doing a rally cry, and every year I, I would write on my rally cry, I want more collaboration, more agencies to work together, more networking. And there's something beautiful happened in Niagara in the last, I'm going to say, six months to a year, where um, other agencies must have had it on their unofficial rally cries too, because that's a beautiful thing that's happening in the shelter world. And, and I feel like even this GLS, as we're talking about, that could spin into into the church world. The church world and the shelter world are one on the same, but I'd love to just see more networking and collaboration that's, that we've, we're already seeing the benefits of that in the shelter. Yeah, last week, David Michaels uh, on the podcast talked about the hub model yeah. and how you, you do need everyone. You're literally better together yes. in, in serving the homeless. And there's there's been 
uh, in a lot of ways, a, a, a much higher, much healthier, more functional degree of collaboration among agencies and service providers Absolutely. in the past, you know, even half year. It's been yeah. really cool to see. Yeah. Um, we're also, I would say from my perspective, a, a big thing that we're involved in right now uh, involves the application process for our next round of funding. Yes. Uh, that's an item for members who are listening to continue to keep on our prayer for radar sure. um, because we get funded Formerly, it was every 30 months, yeah. but uh, we, we get on a, a funding contract. This time, I believe it's three years. Three years. And uh, the, these these discussions and these negotiations, they kind of determine our fate for uh, the next era of the life of our yeah. shelter in, in a lot of ways, in all of the different ways that David talked about last week, that we try to serve and ultimately eradicate homelessness, both with emergency sheltering and all of the next step supports and things that we wrap around residents and former residents. And so... Uh, I would say that there's preliminarily good news coming yeah. out of those conversations. Yeah. But again, that's kind of to be determined right now yeah. and something that real time is uh, a thing that we're working on intensively. One one of the good things, though, is regardless to the outcomes of these proposals, this is the first year where we've put joint proposals in with other agencies. Yeah, again, representing that, collaboration that's to huge. a greater degree. Yeah. Yeah, in a, in a world that, from a funding perspective, would be designed or would be inherently competitive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, you're all trying to draw from the same from the same pie. So let's shift gears because uh, we want to have a conversation today uh, about this thing we call the GLS, the Global Leadership Summit, which we host uh, every August. So to to just kind of do some intro on this uh i know for you personally sammy you've attended this event the last number of years help us understand what the gls is and how it works yeah so it is uh it's a leadership conference at its core it is a two-day event i think it's this year it's the 6th and 7th of august it's, it's a thursday and friday yeah 6th and 7th of August. It is streamed from um, Chicago and it actually is live streamed and it goes to um, hundreds and hundreds of locations and to, I think the total is 128 countries um, will be watching this um, GLS summit. For us, though, it's we get the privilege and honor to host that. So we would be the host site for Niagara. So we get around 400 people will come to our location to... um, join in this conference it's it's just a great two days in st Catharines that is going to be hard to find any other way than the gls the the level of uh, uh, content and the and the faculty on that are just they're going to blow you away uh, at a very personal level you started attending this how many years ago oh probably around 10 10 years yeah, ago more than five right oh yes, and, and yes. Even before even coming on staff in that yep. sense yeah uh, so just describe your own experience of, I got invited to this, I started attending this, and it's what has it done for you? So the first year I was invited, I sat there and I, I couldn't connect why I had been invited to it. Mm-hmm. It was I was like, I'm not sure why. Um, and I, and I, I made notes and, I, and I, I like actually followed up with people for conversations. But as the year went on, I actually realized that some of the things I'd learned, I was implementing in my family, in volunteering, in my workplace. So it, it basically instilled a confidence in me that I actually do have influence. Whereas prior to the, to the um, GLS, I wouldn't have even, that wouldn't have been on my radar. Yeah, the, so. the word leadership in the Global Leadership Summit language of this event, this conference, 
uh, does become a source of intimidation for people when they think if I'm not in a positional leadership role, or maybe more specifically, if I'm not in a positional church or ministry leadership role, well, this thing doesn't apply to me. Why would I even go to something like this? And, you know, you're tapping into a leadership development contribution. That's really the goal of this experience to enhance the influence of everybody. And so, you know, right even from the get-go, it's funny to to think back 10 or whatever years ago when you were wondering why you would be at something like that. And now to see the leader you become, it's like (laughs) in hindsight, it's obvious why you you were going to to develop the the influence and the leader within you. But uh, for all of us to appreciate that that word, while it can be daunting, is really just about stimulating the capacity to affect people around you. Yeah, because whether you are aware of it or not, you actually, every action or every conversation you have is impacting people. So then if you can gain resources and gain skills to to have language, shared language or things to make that communication smoother and easier, then your your influence is only going to improve. Yeah, yeah. Um, from a community perspective, I know now in the last number of years, especially in your role and as a supervisor and whatever, you, you've seen the GLS have impact around Southridge. So talk about that a little bit, aside from what it's done in you personally. Yeah, so as a, uh, for a workplace, um, we have, we like I said earlier, we do this rally cry. That's a direct spin-off from one of the, Patrick Lencioni is one of the speakers often at the summit in previous years. And so this rally cry, it, it basically gave us shared language, shared focus, um, just a way to communicate with one another. It it definitely improved teamwork. And the on the GLS website, it, they do like after surveys, they say like 83% of people will say improved teamwork is one of the big outcomes. Yeah. Um, so the shared language was, was the one thing for us. We talk about intent and impact and it just makes, um, yeah, just real tangible takeaways. But for, for one of the things, for the, some of the younger females, to hear young female speakers at the GLS, real powerful females in the in the in businesses, it gave them them so much confidence to then be able to have a voice in Southridge, to have a voice in their, I don't know, their hockey circles, or just to be, give confidence in that. So yeah. yeah. Um, now these days, the the GLS has become far more than what it was sort of back in the day. Some of us around Southridge, uh, I mean, we've hosted it almost 15 years and we've been, some of us have been attending it for over 20 years. And it's evolved in what it's become where these days it's, it's not just an event to equip senior church leaders anymore. While it's unapologetically Christian, the impact is far broader than that. So describe for us the impact that the GLS can have in all kinds of leaders and even in all kinds of people, whether they see themselves as leaders or not. Yeah. So, I mean, initially I came just, I was volunteering and I thought, oh, this can impact me and it impacted my family. But when you broaden that and you think this GLS is for absolutely everybody, everybody receives an investment. They, they get personal growth. They're more mindful of their impact. They're more confident. The spin-offs that that can have in your workplace, if you work in a bank, your manager can see that improved confidence in you and you can invite your manager and then they can have improved language and skills and training and development. You can have that in, in the school system. So one of the... Um, one of the people um, who I invited a few years ago and who has become a regular attender would be Ed Kidd, the um, headmaster of Ridley College. 
And I think last year he brought nine people to the to the their um, whole executive team. Yep. You know, they sat right behind me. Yes. Yeah. And so they, they love it and, and they would not um so it's a an unapologetically faith based conference. Really was coming from a like a leadership um, perspective. They they're not there for the faith based, uh, but they actually took some resources away. So one of the things um, in the school newsletter I noticed af- about three months after the summit a couple of years ago, they would send out newsletters to parents of like resources that are helpful. And one of the books that they'd recommended was Grit by Angela Duckworth, which was a di- like one of the talks at the summit a couple of years ago was Grit by Angela Duckworth. He took that book and he sent that out. In a news in a newsletter and then hundreds of parents of these kids uh, are being equipped to instill grit into their children you imagine like the the ripple effect of that so regardless to whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you are a, a volunteer or you would class yourself as a high-impact leader in the business world or the media or the government it actually the the ripple effect it has on everybody is we don't see that, but it's very real. And if we can all come together as a community from all different factors, all different sectors, we talk about St. Catharines being a compassionate city. Can you imagine if we were a collaborative city and we all have this shared language and this shared focus and this shared dream? It can be an amazing thing. We might not see the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the immediate the impact. Immediate yeah. impact the yeah. impact. We might not see the impact, but in, in two, three, four years, we will definitely feel the impact. Yeah. Now, you're saying two things that I want all of us as members to, to be real clear on. The first is that from a content perspective, the, the content serves to help people grow in their influence, period. Absolutely. Not to help senior church leaders build their church. Absolutely. Those are two totally different things. And so when you talk about Angela Duckworth uh, talking about grit, Grit is certainly something that senior church leaders or people in ministry yep. leadership could use more of. Yep. But grit goes far beyond that, and it actually benefits everybody, yep. and, and particularly anyone who would have influence. The second thing, in addition to just the content, and for all of us as members to be clear on the, the what kind of content this thing delivers, what it, what it provides, it is the impact of, or even the potential impact of what can happen, that... If using an example like that, if a headmaster from Ridley can be inspired to develop their grit and then be motivated to share how to develop your grit with parents Mm -hmm. and those parents would all grow in and develop their grit as parents and actually be able to teach or share those capacities with their children in how to be more resilient and develop their grit. I mean, now you see the tide of capacity and the tide of influence rise immeasurably just just because that one concept of that one piece of content in that one session at the GLS. And this is this is what's kind of moved our thinking, especially as a host site, and I want all of our our members in this podcast to really track with this, to to realize that this is not just about getting the core of Southridge together to be equipped on how we can lead Southridge better, and at the same time host a bunch of area church leaders on how they can lead their churches better. This is a far broader vision now. Because of the content and the potential of what is provided. This is now about equipping all kinds of people across the Niagara region to grow in their influence so that, like you said, the ripple effect would be that the entire tide 
of the kind of influence that's had around a community like Niagara would not only rise in its quality, but in its kingdom yep. capacity. Yep. And so, you know, it, it's it's quite inspiring if we can get our head around what this actually can be if we were to see the full potential of the GLS as an agent or a resource for community transformation. Yeah, and I don't feel I talked enough about the actual content. I'm not going to go into specifics, but the quality of the content. That's you will not get that quality of content anywhere else locally. Like we like there's Jim Collins, Patrick Lencioni, like good quality speakers that you can take I very rarely walk away and think I know I didn't get anything from that. Every single speaker, I walk away with some takeaway that I can practically use in my day to day, even on my neighborhood or, or, or at work or wherever that actually is going to make things get better. Yeah, and you've seen this, I know, in in other environments uh, in addition to just you talked about the headmaster and the yeah. executive team at Ridley College, you know we've seen this with some of you talked about collabor- collaboration earlier. Yeah. Some of our social service provider partners, we've invited them to the GLS, yeah. and it's rocked their world yeah. and given them all kinds of helpful tools. Give us some other examples of people that you've seen benefit from this when they've uh, made the point of being in the room. Yeah, well, I mean, one very close to home for me personally would be uh, my husband, John. So just to add some clarification, John will not even schedule a day off for anything. And every single year, max two days off for the GLS, which is miraculous in itself. That's a God thing. <laughs> but he values it so much. And now he's using that. So he is, is so for um, for you guys, my husband is an electrical contractor. So he is taking that into the guys who work for him. He's taken it to the Niagara Electrical Authority. He's invited a couple of other electrical businesses to come to it. So it's for business people. Um, I have, I'm working on the non-for-profit sector because I have like connections just yeah. through the shelter. Um, for, for governments, for um, when we talk about a compassionate city, we've invited Walter Sensic before. Like to have government people in, in would it, it would be amazing. And we've had, we have had people in the past from the government, um, from the region staff, um, for other churches. That's a cool thing to see as well. Other churches coming together in our building and that networking and that relationship building. Um, we've had just every, every Tom, Dick and Harry from a volunteer to, uh, um, I can't even think of. I think about a, my my cousin who uh, you know, hasn't been part of a church community for years, um, who's an elementary school principal, yeah. and you know she brings colleagues every year, and even uh, like school board uh, superintendents and leaders in the education yeah. field, and you know you think about just the educators themselves, you know people who are are teaching or uh, in administration in schools. You know, to, to glean those type of insights and to get that kind of content and equipping, you know, how much they can lead schools better yeah. and, uh, you know, lead their classrooms better and lead the sports teams that they coach better. And, and, and when you take all of those different strands of leadership and you kind of add them together again, year over year over year, the way that the kingdom tide can rise in a community like Niagara because of the way that the quality of leadership improves, uh, it really can be pretty inspiring if we'll in fact leverage it in that way. So that that sort of brings me to the next section of, of questions that I want us as members to kind of think about. 
because, you know, again, coming from that history of there's a church conference for church people and we host it for Niagara, so a bunch of other area churches show up. No, this is actually a leadership development resource for community transformation. If we're going to experience and contribute to more of that kind of impact, um, you know, first of all, what are some of the avenues of leadership that we can have on our radar that we can know the GLS can affect? Yeah, so we've broke it down into like spokes. So we would like to um, invite people who are involved in the media sector, business sector, government sector, education sector, the other churches, non-for-profit, arts and entertainment. So I, this year, am the promotional strategist for the GLS. So my goal is to... Um, I obviously don't know many people in the arts and entertainment business, but we're such a great community. Somebody in our community does know. Somebody has those connections. So what I would love to see and, and, and form is a group of people from within Southridge, somebody who, who has business links, somebody who has links to the media, somebody who has links to the arts and entertainment world, so that together we can, a, a small team of us can actually go out then and invite people and, and make it a not-to-miss event. So it is inviting. It's not, oh, it's a church thing. It's, it's no, it's a not to miss leadership investment in you and the and the um, the spin-offs from this are going to benefit you and your business, or your church, or your um, the, the school that you work. So that's how I'm going to try and break it down: is to try and attract a group of people that we can invite. Like it would be a dream of ours to have somebody from Southridge who is connected to businesses that then invites 50 new business people. But not it's not about the numbers for us. It's getting the right people in. And, and my fear is people think, oh, this is not for me. It's a leadership conference. No, this is totally for you. Come on in, be inspired. And then you're the right person in the room. You're in that room because you're the right person. And then take that out. Yeah. So those are the kind of groups that I would like to, to form together. And, and first things first, those groups or those spokes that you're talking about, those aren't just random thoughts that you've kind of jotted no. down. The, these are, gang, appreciate, these are the specific kind of identified avenues of leadership or more accurately avenues of influence, influence that need to be tracking together if you're going to change a community yep right if you're going to change a community you have to look at all of the different places where influence happens and some of those main places are not surprisingly the marketplace yep. you know government <clears throat> education the family uh, you know, media, arts and entertainment, the, the list that you that you cited. And this isn't just a random hodgepodge of, oh, wouldn't it be fun? But actually, functionally, these are the these are the kinds of influencers that are required yeah. to be growing together if we're actually going to contribute and leverage this resource to transform our whole community. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a church doing church things. Exactly. So if the church is the whole site and the church is connected to the government and the government's connected to the education. That's how it's, it's all about collaboration. My number one passion. That's yeah. And so, you know, when you're talking to individual members who are listening, all of us swim in some of those ponds. Maybe yeah. some of us are educators or some of us are parents and are from a family and some of us uh, live in the sports world or in the marketplace or whatever. And, and all of us then can think about, the kind of influencers in our circles that we could invite to be part of this. Yep. But on top of that, you're saying you want to form almost like a steering committee of sorts yep. where if there are people listening that would want to champion yep. 
yes. specific segments or specific aspects of influence in our community and to say, you know what? I want to see the business community, the marketplace yeah. leadership community represented and exposed to this kind of development. I want to see the kingdom tide of influence go up in the marketplace part of Niagara. Hey, I'll help champion yeah. that. Or if people are listening and saying, you know what? I've got ties to the education world yeah. and school boards and whatever. And I want to see 50 educators fill that room yeah. and be developed together in that way. If you want to be that kind of person, there are roles within this Absolutely. promotional strategy that you're developing yeah. that uh, you could come to the table and participate in. Yeah, and I would love to hear from you. Like, So it, that it kind of even goes back to the shelter, this hub model. We're not the experts in anything, but we know the experts in this world. The experts I'm looking for are already in Southridge. I just need them to come and talk to me yeah. and then we can work it together and so that then our group of experts affect other groups of experts affect other groups and Yeah, so if grows. you're if you're tracking with this conversation gang and 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 sensing even r- real time right now the, the spirit of God kind of tapping into your heart and saying, "Hey, for such a time as this, I have a relational network and exposure to influences of some or one of those particular avenues of influence, and I might be able to contribute to accessing that group and inviting that group to be to be part of this experience together. Um, certainly, get in touch with Sammy as yep. in the next couple months, we're forming this steering committee of sorts, kind of this leadership team around promoting the summit, not as a church conference, but as a resource for community transformation in the way that God is growing it uh, these days. Besides that kind of contribution though, Sammy, um, I think each of us can contribute to this at a personal level. So what would your personal encouragement be? for each of us be simply first off just to attend the summit ourselves um for our personal encouragement for each of us to attend is it's two days out of the full year two days that will impact you um beyond what you expect it gives you a chance to network it's worth the two days investment And even if you sit in the chair like I did in the first year and think, why am I here? Guaranteed within six months after that conference, you're going to be, haha, that's why I went to that. You are going to have some real takeaways. It's not, oh, that's another two days conference that I'm going to forget. You're not going to forget the things you you heard there. You're not going to forget the things you learned. And it's going to impact you and the people around you in a positive way. Yeah, and some of the conversation about the two days is the fact that it is just after the August long weekend. And so, you know, people are making summer vacation plans and things like that. Part of the reason we wanted to have this podcast in March is so people can get these days on their calendar. Because what we found as a church, there have been times where we've had the opportunity to rebroadcast this at a different time of the year, maybe in the fall or something, where more people are around. And what we found is, you know, by the middle of August, when we're ramping up our recruitment and our ministry preparation efforts in order to launch in the fall, in order to do ministry during the academic calendar year from September to June before summer vacations, the fact that it's in August is actually an opportunity because we're way less busy, right? Even though it can encroach on summertime, the fact that we're way less busy means if we can be strategic about our summer vacations and kind of organize them around the GLS, um, the free space that the summer provides is actually a greater opportunity, not a greater infringement, if we can be strategic about that. So you know, I guess number one, takeaway number one is try to get yourself there because there's going to be something transformative for you. And then number two, you know, who would you encourage each of us consider 
personally inviting, whether we're part of this steering committee and championing a segment of influence or not? I would say invite everybody. <laughs> Every, there's nobody who I would say, hmm, no, we shouldn't invite that person. Everybody has influence. In every circle. And what if someone? What if someone doesn't come from a faith background? Is it going to be too churchy? Is it going to be, talk about that? <laughs> so yesterday, I invited somebody um, from a non-for-profit agency, and his number one question was like, "Is this going to be a cult thing?" So I, I was joking. I was like, yeah, "Is this going to be an altar call?" Yeah, is I, it? So it's. I have said to people, it's unapologetically a faith-based. It started from a church to invest in church leaders. And from that, it's grown into, no, this is to invest in anybody. You you yourself have influence. And there may be a prayer at the beginning, and we're not going to apologize for that, but it's a very respectful environment, not to be fearful of attending because of the faith piece. Like, everybody can take something. And the speakers, some of some of the speakers are not from a faith-based background. It's, it's, it's motivation and its foundation came from faith-based Nobody's going to be put off from the conference. Nobody's going to walk away and think, oh, the faith-based piece put me off. No. And, and, and I think on the other side, one of the things that we can have on our radar is for someone who normally wouldn't want to participate in any of the activities of a church, they'd be uncomfortable serving at the shelter yes. or uncomfortable showing up to an Easter service yeah. or whatever. Um, for the leadership development gains... This can be a, a backdoor way of exposing them to one aspect of what a church like ours is about. Not in the sense of making them religious or, nope. you know, trying to get them to say the sinner's prayer, yeah. you know, something <laughs> like that, but actually help them see a church that wants to be for Niagara yes. in this kind of way. I think that there's something inspiring about that. Yep. And, you know, from a, a, a relationally building perspective with the people in our circles and our church, it's a great opportunity to build that bridge as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, if, if someone had a creative or strategic idea on how they could leverage the GLS as a resource for community transformation to a greater degree, what would they do? Who would they talk to? How, how could they contribute that idea? So, I mean, you can talk to anybody on staff and they will point you in the right direction. The number one thing I would say is just reach out to me. We'll go, we'll grab a coffee, we'll talk it through. We can like help equip you with the dates and there's some resources and things like that that you can use to, to just have the information ready at hand. But yep, you can just email me or call me here at the church and I'll get back to you and we can we can make those things happen. Yeah. One thing I think about is we even like, we've got, uh, links and DVDs and, uh, you know, memory sticks yep. of previous year's summit content. Yes. And so, you know, if you were a manager somewhere and you were wondering whether this could add value or you were wondering on behalf of your supervisor, whether yes. this could add value, we can give you samples. We call Absolutely. them tastes of the summit. We can give you sample sessions that might be productive to kind of expose people to in advance to say, this is the kind of content that you would uh, be surrounding yourself with in these two days and kind of make that ask a little bit easier by feeding you uh, yeah, some we, of the resources from previous years. Yeah, and we have the list of faculty already, so we know who are the speakers. So, I mean, some of these speakers are so well-known, people are going to be, um, I would say people are impressed with the level of speakers. And the other thing is, um, if you've never attended the summit before, um, the Thursday morning, you can come for like a free session. So it's just for the morning. morning at the summit. Yes. That rather than registering, yeah. which we have a discounted uh, rate as a host site that yeah. we partner with people uh, for, but you can go or you can invite someone absolutely yes. for free 
uh, to show up just for that first half day. Yeah, and we have done, we've used that in the past. And so that's the free morning. And then they have signed up for the year after. So the one thing that you can't sign up, you can't, oh, this is a great morning. I want to stay for the two days. But it's a great, Im like an invitational tool to say to your manager, like, I know we don't have a lot of money for conferences, but we could go for the free morning and see if it's worth investing in the year after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Sammy, uh, as we wrap up, any final encouragements or challenges to our members who are listening when it comes to leveraging the GLS for the maximum community transformation across Niagara that it could possibly have? I do. So I, I, one of my favorite movies is It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, and I force my family to watch it every Christmas with me. But the, the, basically the message in the movie is... Um, this Jimmy Stewart, he has no idea of the impact he has on his town until something tragic happens. He wishes he was never born. The wish is made and he sees his town as if he'd never been born. And the difference in the town is dramatic. That would be my encouragement to you. It's two days. You have no idea how much of an impact this can have on your city or your communities, your neighborhoods. We have no idea the things that we say and do and think it can change everything. These two days are going to be super exciting, super influential. And I just say, like, mark them off in your calendars. Get here if you can, even if it's just for the free morning. You're not gonna, you're not gonna regret it. You're gonna love it, and you're gonna come back year after year after year. Yeah, spoken as a person who ten years ago wondered why they were in the yes. room, who's now functioning as one of the most influential difference-making leaders in our community. So, not that it guarantees you end up. <laughs> having to subject yourself to working with me, but it 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 has impact every time. So every time. Uh, thanks for thinking about this. Make those commitments. Check in with Sammy if you can help her advance this cause. But uh, another exciting thing that we get to be a part of around uh, here as Southridge as we continue finding our way together. So we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.